All right, you're a reindeer. Here's your motivation. Your name is Rudolph. You're a freak with a red nose and no one likes you. Then one day, <laughs> Santa picks you and you save Christmas. No, forget that part. We'll improvise. Just keep it loosey-goosey. You hate Christmas. You're going to steal it. Saving Christmas is a lousy ending anyway. Way too commercial. Is this Action! A, is this a Grinch? <laughs> it yes. sounds like Jim Carrey Grinch. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, uh, is he talking to his dog? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember this. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm glad that I'm lost because I've never watched that movie ever. <laughs> I like it. It's, it's not a, bad. It's really good. I, I don't know. It's better, better than any of the other Grinches probably ever, question mark? Like the... Oh, what's his name? Benedict Cumberbatch is like, is is pretty good too. Oh, he's in it. No, there's another one. There's a cartoon one. It's like 2018. Yeah. Oh, I just like the classic one from the 60s with yeah. Boris Karloff's voice. I'm fine with that one. <laughs> That's okay. But yeah, no, Jim Carrey's Grinch is it's pretty good. It's definitely one on me, and I definitely enjoy the weird world that. Um, what's the director's name? Ron Howard. Ron Howard, yeah, that he's created. All right, well, welcome to the Utterly Useless Podcast. If you so utter as one syllable, I'll hunt you down and gut you like a fish. If you'd like to fax us, press the star key. To my left is a who that will tune you out while you're singing fa who doris da who doris while with a pair of noise-canceling over-the-ear headphones while eating a plate of food like Cindy Lou Who, who is not more than two. It's Brett who. Thank you. I mean, who? granted, I don't even need uh, noise canceling headphones to like, m- like s- mentally stop listening to musicals. So <laughs> I-, I wanted to go over the top. Okay. Thank you. Um, across from me is this year's holiday cheermeister. He will eat who pudding, who fudge, and who fruit cake until he starts to shake. It's Jeremy who. Jeremy who. Who. Lastly, I'm the who that will knock you over to get that special gift once the store owner shouts, for the next five minutes only, 99% off. It's Timmy Who. (laughs) Do you know what the funniest thing about that movie is? Is when you realize that one of the parties they go to is a key party. Oh, really? A swingers party. (laughs) Yes, a swingers party. I'm like, uh, (laughs) okay, like... There's just a lot of things in the background that are a little bit more grown-up-ish. Yep. <laughs> and so I was like, wow. Okay. Good times. Hmm. Good times. All right. Let's get started with our normies for 2023. This is a wonderful and exciting time. Brett, as if I'm trying to turn to you and say, aren't you excited for this? I am so excited. I'm just, I'm just over the moon with the... The, the normies because this is for the normal people <laughs> Criddle, <laughs> have you been looking forward to this all year well you know me I, I love a good normie <laughs> norm norm <laughs> so I wanted to give like a you know last year I kind of gave a heads up especially if this is your first time listening to a normie so normies are we're cutting out all the artsy farsy stuff all the crap that you see and you when you watch all these awards shows you're like what is that never heard of that this is the normal movies we are gonna we're gonna judge those anything that is artsy fartsy is banished and is hated and despised uh, not hated or despised just yes. um, not highly um enjoyed and appreciated <laughs> by us low normal people yes exactly 
So, and then I started, I started like, you know, when I was doing some research for this, I started looking like, what are the best movies of this year? And again, it reminded me the importance of the normies. Cause I was like looking at USA Today, number one, all of us strangers, never heard of it. Mm-hmm. Number two, Killers of the Flower Moon. What? Oh yeah, that's the new Martin Scorsese movie with. Um, I have the, I, I've heard it. Three, oh yeah, it does say Martin. I, I've heard it's three hours long, and so I was just like, no, that's a two taper. I'm not watching that. Then <laughs> <laughs> number three, Poor Things. Um, and then like if I go to a different website like Rotten Tomatoes here, and I go to the best ones here, um, likewise. Let's see. I'm trying to scroll real quick. Uh, number one is the first slam dunk. Number two is "Are You There, God?" It's me, Margaret. Is like crickets going. Number on. three is Blackberry. Oh, I've heard that's pretty good. That's is a it? documentary on the creation of the Blackberry. Huh. But still, like most of these movies are not movies that are blockbusters or famous or popular. I feel like. So no, that is the reason for the Narmies. And also the second disclaimer that we gave out last year, we do not do this for a living. So therefore we do not have all the time and the money to watch all these movies, especially time. <laughs> yeah. Time <laughs> is not a resource we have a lot of. So we will be judging movies that we have not seen. We're just going <laughs> off of what we know. <laughs> Some of us may have seen one movie. Some of us have may seen none of those movies. Some, so. some of us have only seen the trailer. Exactly. <laughs> we're trying our best, guys. It's just as if you guys were sitting around with your friends talking about movies and be like, I don't want to watch that movie. Girl. But so here we go. All right. Number one this year for 2023, the nominees for best horror are Five Nights at Freddy's, Scream 6. Megan, The Nun 2, Insidious The Red Door, Evil Dead Rise, The Exorcist, Believer, Saw 10. I can't believe they got to 10. Uh, Thanksgiving, and the last one, Haunted Mansion. I mean, I will say, I bet you Saw 10 is nowhere near as awesome as Jason X. (laughs) I know, if it doesn't take place in space. (laughs) (laughs) That would be really funny, the little little guy comes on his little tricycle, and it's like floating. (laughs) Saw in space. Um, scream in space. That's what we need. And then when they all get to 20, they all meet. Uh, yeah. In one movie. That's the formula. Uh-huh. Checks. Yeah. All right. Well, at least for me. So I will tell you, I've watched one of these. I've scrubbed through a couple of them. Because <laughs> I do like a good horror movie. And... I do like a bad horror movie. However, boring horror movies can be a thing too. And at least as I was scrubbing through Evil Dead Rise, it just was so freaking slow. It like I'm sitting there waiting for some jump scares. And, you know, I, I scrubbed through like a near two hour movie in about 10 minutes and I got the gist of pretty much everything. What is Evil Dead Rise about? So this it starts off really like it starts off at the end where somebody that you've never met goes into a lake and she just starts floating and hovering. And I, I think the, the love male love interest gets to you know crushed or whatever. And you're just like, wait, what just happened? 
And then we go like three weeks later or before. Mm-hmm. And it's, we meet not that lady. <laughs> and we meet her. She lives like in some apartments or whatever with her kids. And she just has a hectic life. And then the evil dead entity basically possesses her, killing her. And she just torments her family and the apartment building that, in which she lives in. And then, you know, spoilers, after she dies, the evil dead entity finds the girl that you saw at the very beginning, possessing her, leading her into what we saw at the very beginning. And it's just like, ah, that was the longest way to get there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good. So we can avoid that one. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The other one is the the exorcist believer, because... Like, I was interested in this one. The first one, the only reason why I scrubbed through it is I was like, okay, this could be good. But then there's two girls. And I'm like, wait, why two? Like, are they, are they twinsies? No, they're they're not. <laughs> but it's just like, eh. So I just kind of... There are two girls that are possessed? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. And they play and they hang out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let's go get our nails done. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Mountain Dew. <laughs> um, and then I I only saw the trailer for the Nun Two because I scrubbed through the Nun One, which is like uh, scrubbing through it. I was like, oh, this is a boring movie too. And then I wanted to give Scream Six a try, but I just feel as though it's going to be the same formula. Oh yeah, I guarantee it. I mean, it's in New York now, so uh, Scream in New York. <laughs> So the guy um, was his ghost face, just start stabbing people in public and people are like, eh, whatever. Uh, just another day ending in Y. <laughs> <laughs> Same but, day, different crap. <laughs> but he's yelling, what's your favorite scary movie? He goes, I know, I told you, living in New York. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm walking here. That'd be so funny. Some gang member just, like, just takes out ghost face. It's like, what's your favorite scary movie? Bro, (laughs) (laughs) well, that was a short movie. Twelve minutes later, (laughs) (laughs) um, I have seen, um, I, 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 the, the one movie I wish I saw on this list of horror movies is Thanksgiving. I've not. That trailer looks very interesting, but the one I have watched and, and thoroughly enjoyed is Five Nights at Freddy's. So that is just like Chuck E. Cheese, right? Yep. So, and the funny thing is, is you know how I heard about this movie is about nine years ago when it was super, super big, uh, uh, the video game. I was told this by my nine, 10 year old students, all the horrific things of this video game called Five Nights at Freddy's. So when it popped up and it just became like a thing because... Now these kids are like 17, 18 years old and they actually came back to visit me and says, oh, hey, by the way, you need to watch this movie. <laughs> I got I got movie dumped on by my students I taught like nine years ago <laughs> to go watch Five Nights at Freddy's. And so I did. I got Peacock for one month only for this movie. And then, of course, I missed out on the sale because it wouldn't let me have it because I bore you had an account but that's that's a me problem <laughs> um but i thought it was it was fun because it it was very simplistic in 
everything. It wasn't over the top. The, you know, everything was practical or, you know, was kind of basic. It was just a fun, simple movie about evil possessed Chuck E. Cheese dolls that um, are looking for a friend to also uh, kill and uh, become part of the gang. All right. That sounds enjoyable. I, I, so I just saw the trailer for The Exorcist last night, <laughs> just while I was just laying in bed. And then I saw the trailer for Five, Five Nights at Freddy's last night as well, because they're both on Peacock. Oh. Um, so, and I, I've seen the trailer for The Haunted Mansion. I've also seen the trailer for The Evil Dead Rise. Eh. I'm going to put my vote in for Five Nights at Freddy's. All right. Well, let me. Huh, I was just looking at things on IMDb while we were talking. Haunted Mansion's not even listed as a horror, which is funny. It's just comedy drama family on IMDb. <laughs> oh, Disney. <laughs> um, I mean, but could... I want to. I want to throw my two cents in. So I, okay. I was on the airplane yesterday. I did it for the first time. I watched a horror movie on an airplane. I was like, let's see how this works out. It was Insidious: The Red Door. I'm a big fan of Patrick Wilson in the horror genre. And apparently he like seems to really enjoy himself because he keeps doing it. Mm-hmm. And he's done like all the sequels of all his movies. And you know, you gotta appreciate an actor that sticks with it like that and doesn't just go, all right, I'm done. Cast a lookalike or something. Um I have to say that I really and thoroughly enjoyed the director's method of he knows that people who are watching horror movies are probably a little desensitized or a little prepared or on guard for jump scares. Uh And so he teases them constantly, but he doesn't deliver them. And so it's kind of interesting because it kind of like puts you on pins and needles. Like this is like the fifth one and it hasn't happened yet. When, when is it going to happen? And I mean, there are jump scenes eventually, but like he definitely teases them way more often than they actually happen. And so it does, you know, throw you off. I like that. However, I feel like the story was not the greatest um, of what, like, essentially, there's this this red door, as the title claims. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give too much away, though, because I don't want to spoil it. The red door, actually, you don't know what it is and for, like, the longest time. But essentially, yeah, I can't, you can't really describe what it, oh, either what it is about is essentially is just this father and son, Patrick Wilson and his son, are being tormented by these these creatures and then it starts tormenting people around them. Um, and I don't know. I've never seen the first Insidious, so there might be an explanation about the Red Door or something like that. I don't know in that one, but it's, yeah. Once you get to the ending, you kind of feel let down of how, like, oh, that was very simple on the way to solve all this and... This is dumb. Oh. So it just horror movies are great. I feel like horror movies have to have like a not only a good director that is like delivering things properly, but you also have to have a good story to back it up. Yeah. So no, I mean I, I think I think every single horror movie, when it's created, written, or whatever, I think the person needs to be writing like I want to make this scary in the movie theater, but I want to make this so scary that when the at-home audience is watching it, 
the idea of turning on the lights because I'm creeped out. That should be like the center. Like mm-hmm. that's what you want to have happen. And also a story that's you know kind of like you put a thought into it because mm-hmm. there's a lot of cheesy, and I think that's where a lot of movie, horror movies are coming from these days. The, the cheesy, yeah, uh, and that's where all the your silly shutter ones or slother house. Oh, slother house. <laughs> uh, nominate that for. Oh, that's a good movie. That is a good movie. I mean, if you've ever wanted to watch a sloth, yeah, I can't believe I, I th- thought I threw that in there, but maybe I didn't. If you ever want to see a sloth use Instagram while it's you know murdering these beautiful co-eds, and you're like, I wonder if there's a movie out there that does it, Slother House is the movie for you. I did start watching it. I wasn't able to get too far into it, though. It is the it kind of gives a, a gremlins vibe to it, like oh, yeah. how she's getting slother or the sloth. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a totally gremlins vibe, and then it is just over the top sloth, like alpha sloth murdering mm-hmm. all of these coeds. It is so funny. <laughs> all right, before we announce this, and I want to give a, a shout out to our previous winner of last year's horror for best for was it normie of 2022 yeah it is violent night and so have you guys seen that it popped up on um prime and then i just you know prime does not do a good job uh you have to go places yeah to find like your list unlike you know disney plus or literally every other every other thing where you add it to your list you literally have to find my stuff Uh and then scroll around and so I remember, oh, I'm going to totally watch this. And it's probably been on my list. I don't know if it's still available for free on Prime, but it's obnoxious. Yes. I avoid Prime unless I know specifically what I want to go watch. (laughs) I hate it. All right. So with that, uh, Criddle, you cast your vote for Five Nights at Freddy's. Yes. And Brett. Yes, I'm going to go Five Nights at Freddy's. I think I will too. And the reason for that is, like you said, Scream, same same story, different location. Megan, I don't, I'm just, I'm interested, but it's weird and I don't know. I, I you know, I, that movie is going to bother me, but just because I have a thing against dolls that I just. At least you don't have a thing for dolls, right? Yeah, no. <laughs> None too. I kind of know what to expect. Um, Exorcist, that sounds weird from Brett's description. Saw 10, same. I mean, you've done it 10 times now. The only one I've ever been interested in watching is the one that stars Chris Rock. What? Which well, one, of, one of the Saw movies. Oh, really? Chris Rock's in one of them, Yeah, huh? Chris Rock's in, he's playing a serious detective, and I'm like... That's I, weird. I'm, I'm interested, <laughs> just because Chris Rock is taking a serious role. All right, so... We got Five Nights at Freddy's, which, yep, I definitely want to see that. All right, drama. And before we start drama, I'm just going to give a reflection to the winner of last year's Normie. What is the greatest beer run ever? And I imagine you guys haven't seen it, right? Nope. (laughs) Okay. It's, It's a good one. All right, this year for our drama nominees for the 2023 Normies are Oppenheimer. Creed 3, Air, Napoleon, Sound of Freedom, Tetris, and Gran Turismo. All right. I I think this one is going to be very interesting because I have 
not seen any of them. <laughs> However, I do have opinions and kind of am excited for a couple of them. Okay. Crittle, have you seen any of them? I have not. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I'm the only one. I've seen two. I've seen Tetris and Gran Turismo. Okay. All right. And like, so this is my thoughts. Just start off. Oppenheimer. It's just a long three hour movie. <laughs> and from what I've heard from one of the YouTube channels I watch, the movie doesn't really begin until Matt Damon's character comes in at like around the 45 minute mark. And I'm like, so you're literally like, and he's a critic who actually loves it, but he just goes, yeah, if they cut out like that first, uh, you know, cause Nolan has, you know, three acts or whatever. And that first act he goes is generally pointless. And so once Matt Damon's character comes in, that's when you should start watching the movie. <laughs> and so a part of me wants to rent or yeah, yeah. Rent. Cause I don't think I want to buy rent Oppenheimer and try to find that moment moment and then watch that movie from right there to the very end to see if it makes sense and then go back and then watch the first 45 minutes to see <laughs> if that's correct. I am very intrigued by that. That would be, I would be very interested to see because yeah, if you can cut out extras, that is, it's not necessary. Absolutely do it. Um, were you gonna say something? No. Oh, okay. Creed three. I mean, if it's as good as Creed One, I can't imagine it. I mean, if it's equal to or less because it's a, you know, continuation. I would say it's probably not that great. <laughs> well, I mean, here's my problem, and this is funny because I I own the first two Creeds. I've watched them zero times. I own all three Creeds, and I haven't watched any of them. And <laughs> it's one you of those. Watched the first one? No, I want. I don't. I don't like Michael B. Jordan, and yet I watched it. <laughs> well, the funny. It's one of those things. That I want to watch it. It's just one of those. You know what I think I need to start doing is my idea that I shared on the last podcast for Christmas movies. I just need to take movies that I haven't watched, wrap them in wrapping paper, and then just randomly open it up and be like, okay, hey, this is the one I'm watching. Like, <laughs> and then you go, no, I don't want to watch exactly, this one. Exactly. And because, then you go unwrap another one. <laughs> because th th that's what I do. I, I've, I, I bought the first Creed when it came out and I bought it. I picked it up for like $9.99 when iTunes was kind of having a sale on it. And then I didn't pick up the second one until the pandemic when they were like, please buy a movie. And so I was like, okay, $4.99 for this one. I can do this. And I've always been well-intentioned on watching it. I think I have it available. I think Creed 3 is available on like three different platforms or streaming platforms that I own or have access to. And I'm like... This is a sign. I should watch it. I just don't. I bought every Creed 3 on a Black Friday. <laughs> or every Creed movie I bought on a Black Friday. That's funny. I just have not watched them. <laughs> Creed 1 was okay. I mean, it was it was good for, you know, because this is in the Rocky realm, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm a, and I'm a fan of the Rocky franchise. I mean, I granted, I need to go back and rewatch some of them. But I've only seen Rocky one. The only yeah. one, I, the only Rocky I've not seen is the one with Mr. T. I've not seen that one. Okay. And oh. I ha and I have all the Rockies. I just, it's hard to find time to go and watch them. Yeah. Um, the next one's Air, which I am actually very interested in watching. I really want to see this too. And it's about uh, Nike signing Air, uh, Michael Jordan. Uh huh. 
Uh, then there's Napoleon. I'm, as of recent, I'm a little weary of Joaquin. I'm just not interested in this. I don't know why. I, I've seen the trailer. And yeah, Joaquin Phoenix is a hit and miss for me. And I'm just like, hmm. Well, I, I think here's the problem. And I was going to bring this up to you. Just you and me just the other day at a family get together. But I never did. And it's just like, I think my excitement for movies is I lost the excitement to go to the movie theater to watch movies because I've been talking to this, a couple of people that watch Napoleon and they're like, it's not that bad. They're like, however, you probably should wait it out for it to come on to Apple TV if you have that platform. I go, yeah, I do. They're like, yeah, just wait for that right there. And I and I was sitting there thinking about it. I'm like, that I do that. Mm-hmm. So, like. I'll like I no longer have like the fear of missing out because I'm like eh, I know I'll, I'll just wait it out. I no longer have FOMO either, and I used to have to be there, the not the week of, but like I, I was always like a as, second week. Yeah, person. second week. Yeah. I say it depends on what it is. It does. It like I feel like I don't have it as much now. I also think my kids hold me back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's that, and I. I mean, what was it? Going to the movies was a, an experience. It used to be, you know, I remember going seeing The Matrix 2 and we, for the midnight showing on Thursday night and we were in line at Jordan Commons at starting at like 8 p.m. And, you know, there was so much anticipation and you were there with your friends and you know, you had to make sure, okay, if anybody disperses, we need to get these seats. We get need to get them now. Now you can order your ticket online. You can stroll in, like, you know, whenever you want. Mm-hmm. Your your seat's not, you know, they're, they're, you know. You can have food delivered to your seat. Exactly. And it's just like, I think there's something that special that has gotten lost over the years. And I think that has also provided me with the realization that yeah i can wait it out mm-hmm. yep yep i agree all right continue on uh sound of freedom i just know there's controversy around it i know what it's about i know what it's about and i can't watch it because i deal with young children and that just bothers me um Next one is Tetris. I have said on the podcast before how fantastic that movie is. I need to watch Tetris. I really do. Surprisingly, it is kind of like, it's not like action-packed, but it's like intense and like you're on the edge of your seat, surprisingly, about a video game. And then Gran Turismo, which I could, I watched this on also on the plane, and I have to say that I was in love with this movie all the way through. Hmm. And for those who love Hopper from Stranger Things, uh-huh. it just brings back the love you have for Hopper. It just does. And he's just he's just like, I love you, Hopper. <laughs> so, How's Orlando Bloom? Orlando Bloom is, I mean, he's in it very, um, he's in it enough, but he's not in it a ton. It's mainly uh, the main kid and Hopper. Okay. Uh, but this will, I'm going to say this and I'm sorry, but if you watch this, it, count how many times Orlando Bloom says Nissan. Like he's the only one who says Nissan. He's the only one. And it just says it Nissan, you know, cause the British way. 
so th- does he use his British accent? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm fine with that. But no, but he's the only one that says Nissan. Only one. I've never, I don't think I heard Hopper say Nissan once. I don't think I heard the main kid say Nissan once. But yeah, Orlando Bloom says it in every sentence. I swear that he's in. <laughs> We're here for Nissan. I was like, mm. and I had my son watch it. because so I was like, hey, this is a great movie. You need to watch it. And he watches it. He's like, what's Nissan? <laughs> I was like, it's Nissan. He's like, that's what I thought. <laughs> I, I have not heard it pronounced like that since I stopped watching Top Gear after mm-hmm. Clarkson left. Yeah. But no, those two, I would say... Air Air is the only one that I would have question on whether or not it could it could you know beat out Tetris or Gran Turismo. But honestly, and I'm trying to wonder if like I'm partial to Gran Turismo because of its newness to me. Like I just watched it two days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Tetris, it's been a little bit longer. But I honestly think that I could watch Gran Turismo again right now. Well, and I think I would I throw. Also, because um, I think it came out this year, but BlackBerry, that is the oh, documentary yeah. on the creation of the BlackBerry phone. And like, there, there's something interesting, and maybe it's just because of what the time and fr- frame in which we grew up. But I mean, you know, Air Jordan's super huge. You have Blackberries, super huge. Tetris was, you know, I, I had that as my ringtone at one point in time <laughs> and it went off in a faculty meeting and everybody just kind of paused and just kind of like looked up and just kind of like, ah. Uh, <laughs> Actually, in my head, is that, I'm wondering, the ding, 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 ding. is that Dr. Mario or is that Tetris? That's Tetris. Okay. But yeah, those are great movies and if blackberry's up there i'll definitely give it a shot because i mean gran turismo's base is based on true story tetris is based on true story air is based on true story and so blackberry is too right Mm -hmm. a lot of based on true story well oppenheimer i'm not Uh, yeah napoleon Napoleon, i hear maybe is a base (laughs) (laughs) i don't know sound of freedom is or not yeah Sound of Freedom is based on a true wow, story. This is a full list. Of, <laughs> Creed three is Creed three is the only one not based off of a true story. <laughs> so Creed, Creed three for the win. Creed three is based off of a character based off of a character from a the Rocky franchise. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of based on true stories, which is awesome. Um, the, but the, the drama. I'm gonna throw in my hat at Gran Turismo. Fantastic. Okay, that's the one that I wanted to watch out of all of them. I mean, I do have Tetris on there. I do have, you know, the wanting to see Blackberry. Kind of want to see Air. I think it's available on Prime. I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, Gran Turismo, like every so often I stock iTunes and just like, is it a cheap price? Yeah. Okay. Well, I I've <laughs> I own Oppenheimer. I own Creed. Um and those are the only ones that I that I own, but I haven't seen any of these. Um, Oppenheimer, I feel like it, it will be kind of one of those one-time watches, possibly for a while. Um, Creed three, I I still need to watch the first two. Um, Air, I thought was really interesting. Just I just like the the idea of how Nike started mm-hmm. and the story behind it, and it looks really interesting. Napoleon, I have really no interest in watching Napoleon. Um, Sound of Freedom again. I there was a lot of buzz about it around 
around here. Just mm-hmm. trying to go, go see it, go see it. And I'm like, I, I have no interest in seeing it. Tetris, I thought looked interesting. I remember watching the trailer to it and thought, I can't believe they're making a movie about Tetris. That's what I thought too. <laughs> and, and, uh, I think Taron Edgerton's in it. Yeah. It, it looks good. I mean, I, I, I'd like to see it someday. Um, Gran Turismo, I remember that trailer pop just popping up, and I just thought, where did this come from? Just yeah. right out of nowhere. Like, what the heck's going on? So I, I'm going to cast my vote for Gran Turismo as well. Okay. So I guess I, I, I want to I do a, a, an experiment. Ooh, an experiment. Because, all right. So here's the, the premise. Okay. Are Christopher Nolan movies one-time watch movies? And so I pulled up all of his movies that a, he that he has written. I definitely know that a couple of them are not. Yeah. So I'm going to start off with... So the first one, I've never heard of. It's called Following, but... Uh, uh, that's one time. Okay, that's one time. You've seen it? Yes, it's one, <laughs> it's one time. Okay. Um, I think me and Jeremy are in total agreement. Memento. Oh, I can't I, even... I've seen all of his movies minus Oppenheimer. Okay. So you've seen Memento? Yes. Do you, do you one time? Yeah. I uh, don't think I can endure another no. time. No. I've I, tried. I definitely have tried. I haven't tried, but I I mean, just based on what I remember of it, it's a one time. Okay. Batman begins. I love that movie. That's could, a good movie. I could rewatch that. Yep. Uh-huh. I have rewatched that numerous times. Okay. So I'm go, going in order. Uh The Prestige. I like the prestige. I need personally. to rewatch that one. I personally liked it. I could rewatch it. I I, I agree. I I'm think sorry. That's for probably my, one of his best. I'm sorry for this. That's a that's well one one of, the, one of, of his, his best. best. I was like that's one of. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry for this, but Prestige is the one with who Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman. Michael Caine, Hugh Jackman, the two magicians. Okay. Yeah, that so that's not the illusionist. Yeah, the illusionist. Like, to me is eh, okay because prestige is better. <laughs> the prestige yeah. is way better. Yes. Okay. Um, the Dark Knight, definitely freaking tastic. Okay, arguably his best. Inception, fantastic. I could rewatch that. I I've rewatched it. It's uh-huh. it is less rewatchable than Batman Begins yes. and Dark Knight, yes. but is rewatchable. Yes. Yeah. The Dark Dark Knight Rises. I mean, that's not because it's a Christopher Nolan movie. That's just. It's it's rewatchable, but not as much as Batman Begins or The Dark Knight. Inception, I think Inception's more rewatchable. Inception's more rewatchable. Oh, I didn't know this. I'm learning something. Christopher Nolan wrote the Superman? Man of Steel. Yes, I'm very aware of that. And I, <laughs> stupidest story ever. I'm sorry. Um, I haven't watched Man of Steel. I thought he was just a producer on that. Now he wrote no. it. No, really? I, I have... Uh, really? Yeah. Story yeah, I was very aware of it when I went and saw it. I was like, all right, Christopher Nolan. Well, story, not screenplay. Uh, oh, well, that's true, but like, <laughs> still, the story is very flawed. Okay, Dark Knight Rises. You already said oh, that. Oh, I already said that one. Okay. I thought I did, but then I'm like, I don't remember talking about that one. Because that's the least rewatchable yes, out of the Batman trilogy. Yep. Correct. Um, Interstellar. Um... I mean, not it could be rewatchable, but not very much. It's on the lower end of the rewatchability. Yes. Okay, yes. Dunkirk. I know Jeremy's oh, opinion on that one. I I'm just tired watching listening one time. to the word. One time. <laughs> one time. Okay, Tenant. I haven't seen it yet. Um, 
to me, it's rewatchable because it's so deep and you need to rewatch it a second time to kind of understand it. I would say this falls in the middle like okay. of the rewatchability of his films. And then obviously we have Oppenheimer, which I think, I mean. I'm going to assume that it's not rewatchable. <laughs> I, I mean, so let's, I want to look at this also because it, it, does it come down to time also? Oh, yes. It, time is a huge factor in rewatchability. Yeah. So look, Memento, one hour 53. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is, that, that thing is not what, that seems to be like five hours long. Yes. Um, Batman Begins, two hours 20. Uh, the Prestige, two hours 10. Dark Knight, two hours 30. Inception, 2.20. Let's see. Dark Knight Rises, oh, two hours 44. Man of Steel, two hours 23. Interstellar, two hours 49. Dunkirk, 300 hours. <laughs> One hour forty six. Oh my gosh! I think I, I think I saw this on TikTok the other day when people said how short that was. They were like, "There's no way it's that short." It's like, yeah, it is that short. Uh, Tenant two hours thirty, and then Oppenheimer three hours. Oh my gosh! I'm gonna go back to an Alfred Hitchcock quote: "Movie should be as long as the human bladder can, like a normal human bladder can stand." Yeah, like that's as long as a movie should ever be. Hmm. No, I agree. But yeah, I just, because whenever we talk about Christopher Nolan, we always just like, oh, it's it's great. They're cinematic, but they're not rewatchable. And so I was just like, I wonder how. Yeah. We, so I just have to say 50% of them are rewatchable. Yeah, that's about right. All right. So, and Brett, did you put in your vote? Yeah, I you went for Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo, yeah. Yep. And Criddle as well. Okay. Gran Turismo. Okay. Action nominees. For 2023 normies are John Wick, Chapter 4, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Part 1, Transformers, Rise of the Beast, Fast 10, Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds. We have a lot of nominees. The Flash, The Equalizer 3, Meg 2, The Trench, Blue Beetle, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, Gran Turismo, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. That's not what it's called, right? No, it's, uh, what is it? I can't, yeah. it's it's a it's something else. It's the sequel to yeah. Across the Spider-Verse. Uh-huh. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among it, Thieves. It's Across the Spider-Verse. Oh, it is. Oh, is okay. It? Okay. It is. That just sounded like the first one. Yeah. In into the Spider-Verse. Oh, the into oh, the Spider-Verse. Okay. Across and into. And gotcha. The third one's beyond. Beyond the Spider-Verse. The Marvels, The Killer, Silent Night, and Extraction 2. All right. I think this list we've seen a lot more of. Yes. And there's a couple of them. I'm just like, I'm not going to watch that one. <laughs> um, the interesting thing about, and what was it? when uh, The Killer got brought up, I, I've, I've heard many good things about it. In fact, last night I almost started watching it. And then what prevented me from watching it, and I think we almost need to get a separate category I'm not sure if it would be TV category or whatever, but I got distracted from watching The Killer because of I had like four strong recommendations of like Asian horror or Asian action movies or whatever. And I'm like, they're doing like Korea's doing a really good job. Mm-hmm. Japan is doing a really good job. And that's what distracted me from watching The Killer. (laughs) 
Um, so starting off on our list, John Wick chapter four, uh, the story concludes. Have you seen it? Question mark. <laughs> no, I haven't. Have you seen it, Brett? Yeah, I okay. have. This, Is it better than number one? Because um, that's all I really need to know. No. The, 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 there's parts where it's just like, like there's literally, I, I almost want to say like a 30, 40 minute fight scene that takes place. Is it on the streets of Paris? I can't remember. But wherever they are, there's this, and there's a thing that John Wick does at times. And I'm like, come on, really? <laughs> like, really? Nobody, nobody could have like taken them out. Really? Yeah. Are you talking about like those scenes where there's so many people trying to fight him, but for some reason they're on break and no. Okay. I, Cause I hate those fight scenes. They're, there's little he's being attacked on all sides, which is so fantastic. But I will all I'll say is it is what he is doing. Okay. That starts will will drive you insane. And I'm not gonna I'm not going to point it out to you. I just want you to experience it and you're just gonna be like, Okay, well, i I'd believe that. And then after he's doing it again and you're just like, Oh, I'm not sure I believe that now. <laughs> and then he's doing it along for longer periods of time and you're like Okay, now this is getting going from um, kind of semi not believable to uh, you know <laughs> um, cartoonish uh, superhero movie. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say that this is better than number three? I didn't like number three. I, it's it's hard because no, this one. I mean, the the beauty of John, most of John Wick's is that they nearly take place like almost all in a day, and. This one is kind of different because it takes place the instant from the ending of number three. Uh-huh. And then I w- almost want to say it's like, you know, a couple months later. And it's like, oh, good. He's actually had time to heal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, Brighton. You've seen Mission Impossible. Oh, right? Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part One. Oh, that is a good movie. That is a super good movie and also super scary because, again, it's about AI and whatnot. I, I, the one thing that kind of bothers me is it is a part one. I, I almost would have preferred closure, but the beauty thi- about, and I, I went, uh, what was it? Netflix or iTunes the other day, a couple months ago, uh, had a deal when I want to say that this came out. I think I picked up all six mission impossibles for like $15. That's a great deal. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I can't say no to this. I want to rewatch all of the Mission Impossibles because the beauty, what I really like about Dead Reckoning is there's really no lull. There is a minor lull, but the lull is there to kind of lead you into a sense of security. Mm-hmm. And then that's when it takes off again and it doesn't stop. And you're And while you're watching it, you know you've been, at least when I saw it in the theater, you know you've been in the theater for a while and you're just waiting for like, okay, I know this is part one. When is it going to end? When is it going to end? Come on, come on. This cannot be going on for that long. And that is the beauty of Dead Reckoning Part 1 is it just, the lull is even important to the the entirety of the plot. And Hmm. I wish that more movies would either do that, A, 
or B, stop being over two hours. That's kind yeah. of that's, that's rare to, uh, moment when a uh, action packed movie, their lulls are just as important. Yeah. As the, what else is going on. Yeah. Cause sometimes I feel like the director's like, okay, let's give the audience a break. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm like, no, no, don't tell me what I need. <laughs> yeah. Um, I haven't seen Transformers. Transformers, I've been kind of interested in because I've always loved the, uh, the dinosaur transformers, but I heard that they didn't, they weren't going to be featured in there. And I, I, I like the beast wars growing up, but uh-huh. I haven't seen this, but I it's, it's a spoiler Christmas present for myself. So, all right. <laughs> and one of the things that I do like because they're doing it in the comics is it sounds like they're getting ready to, because the comics are now integrating GI Joe and transformers into the same universe. Ooh. And that's what Beast Wars does. Oh, I never knew they ever were in the same universe. Nope. I'm not sure they were, but now they're, at least in comic-wise, now they are. It's about the multiverse. Exactly. (laughs) Fast 10? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. So, Fast 10 is silly. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, what? (laughs) How how is Jason Momoa in this? So, Jason Momoa is actually a, a pretty fun villain. Okay. In terms of what the Fast and the Furious franchise has gone with. Mm-hmm. It's he's he plays a very Joker-esque character in this film. It is absolutely bizarre and silly that he is actually in this movie because they they take his character and pluck him from a side uh scene that they created from the other movies. Oh wow. <laughs> like he was there the whole time. <laughs> so is Paul did they like throw him in a scene like with Paul Walker's character there? Yeah. Oh they, my they, word. They, they they threw him in there with Paul Walker's character, like in, in a part of a, a scene from number five. And it somehow for some reason over the years he's just been building up this this elaborate scheme to get Dominic Toretto and his team. And it I mean, I, I'm telling you, it is so just crazy elaborate that it it you're just if it's the adam carolla effect if you Uh you if you press play you are agreeing to the terms and yeah uh you're just gonna be along for the ride and it's just it's just a fun if you're a fast and the furious franchise uh lover and you like these movies this is for you it's a movie you can turn your brain off it's a bad it's pretty bad but it's also (laughs) fun to watch okay I think that's along the lines of most Fast and Furious, if you ask me. I would say so. I mean, it, they they kind of started off like number one was like a almost like a remake of Point Break, yeah, and, but mm. with cars, yeah. And it, that's since true. The, I mean, and then the number two was just a disaster. Number three, just I think was straight to video. Yep, it was. It, 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 I, it almost felt like it was a hope of maybe re refreshing the franchise and then they were like oh there's still a little interest and so number four was ha- number four was made but that was like a prequel and then it just kept going from there well what saved i think the franchise was number three going not only straight to video but they had a vin they had an end credit marvel scene at the very end with vin diesel with vin diesel and that i think breathed life into the franchise and what's <laughs> funny is they actually take that end credit scene and they pull they play it out into another future movie oh interesting hmm. so it continues the story so it all i mean if, if you really watched all the fast and the furiouses in a row it's not like one two three four five it's like one 
four. You know, it it yeah. it's, it's, it jumps around. Oh, interesting. I definitely want to watch all the Fast and Furious because I think it's just one of those movies that it's fun. It's yeah. like it's like Transformers. If you're a fan of Transformers or something, it's just you just turn your brain off and just enjoy the ride. Yeah. I mean, I loved the first Transformers movie, and then these two. Um, Yellow cars destroyed the second one for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. The next one is Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds. So I, I want to watch this movie and I don't. And the reason why I don't is this movie was requested to be made by the studios that did the first four Hunger Game movies and went to the author and said, hey, Remember your franchise? Would you write a book so that we could make a movie out of it? <laughs> and just knowing that this was not her original idea, this was basically like, here's a briefcase full of money. Will you write a book? Do so, it. So that we can... And it's just like, oh, gee whiz. You you, you came here. Uh, can I keep the briefcase? <laughs> um, like, I d- Part of me just doesn't want to watch it just because it was a forced movie. Mm-hmm. I'm still interested. I'll watch it when it comes out. Yeah, me too. I won't spend my money at the theater. Yeah. Yep, agreed. But I'm interested. It, it's going to be like Fast and Furious. So I have, I've seen the Hunger Games 1, 2, but I haven't seen the 3rd and 4th. Well, so here's the funny thing. <laughs> I have seen the Hunger Games 1, 2, part 1 of the the 3rd book. I've never seen the conclusion because by the time we got to the end... I was just like they're just they're they're doing the Hobbit because I'm not sure if yeah. the Hobbit was out had been out, but I'm like, okay, I'm fine with them doing that to Harry Potter because that is a thick, thick book, The Deathly Hallows, super thick. That's the last one, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, okay, I'm fine with that. I I, I give you my permission to to do this, <laughs> but the Hunger Games, the all three of them are about. 250 300 pages at most and they decided to slow everything down and make a part one part two movie and when i got to the end of part one the cliffhanger did not make me go oh i need to watch that it it did the exact opposite i need to remember like don't watch that (laughs) i sadly i've seen them all and the things that the ones I remember is just the first one. Yeah, I remember the first and one. And a little bit of the second one. And the second one with where they're all standing on a gigantic dial. That's the only thing I remember from the second one. But yeah, and I read I read all the books prior to and I I, I think that I'm still interested. It's gonna be like Fast and the Furious. It's not gonna be the greatest movie, but it'll be entertaining. Same. I'll just I'll just watch it. All right, next nominee is The Flash. And I mean sorry. The the Flash, Colon. aka the best Batman movie that we've seen in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Also, I will say this: I was excited for the Superwoman that they put there, or Supergirl, or whatever you uh-huh. call her. I was like, "Oh, she's I like her. She's fun." And then dead, dead. So, um, so just a little fun, like. Side note, because we were just going to easily pass over the flash. I did a thought experiment. I'm not sure if we did it on the podcast, but I was like, where does this flash movie fall in lines with my favorite Batman movies? (laughs) And so it is Dark Knight number one, Batman Returns number two, 
Batman Begins number three, Bat the Batman number four, and the Flash movie is number five. <laughs> <laughs> I am kind of surprised that you put Batman Begins before the Batman. I thought you would like the Batman more. Um, because you're not really pro Batman Begins. I thought. I rewatch. I've rewatched it. I I feel as though I needed time. Like I like when, when I, I remember we needed a separation. I I I watched Batman Begins and I was just like, yeah, it's fine. Like whatever. And then I actually I, I do I I watched all three of uh, Nolan's Batman's back to back to back. Uh, one Christmas a couple of years ago, and it was just like, oh. You know what, Batman, uh, uh, the rise of whatever, the Dark Knight or whatever, actually is not as bad as I remember when I watched it in the movie theaters. When I watched it in the movie theaters, I go, this sucks. <laughs> but, and I think it was because, you know, I wanted more Heath Ledger Joker. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I just thought of? So the Dark Knight Rises is not actually paying a tribute to any kind of like actual rising. It's, it's, um, what's his name? What is Batman? Who's guy plays Bruce Batman? Wayne? No. Um, Chris. Chris. Let's see. Why can't I remember his name? That's embarrassing. What's his name? Christian Bale. The Christian yeah, there Bale. We are. It's the it's the rise of his little mole on his <laughs> on his face. It keeps getting bigger and bigger, until it takes over and is the entire yeah. scene. All right, let's speed this up a little bit. So, Equalizer three. I, the first two equalizers with Denzel Washington are fantastic. Yeah. I was just waiting this out for Redbox or something like yep, that. Yeah, I agree. Meg 2. I tried watching this on the airplane. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, pass. Blue Beetle. I had hope and I lost it. Yeah. I, 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 it's it's mainly just a... Um, oh, what's that one? The main, the uncle. What's the uncle's real oh, name? George, George Lopez. Lopez. It's a George Lopez show. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> and he's the one that's the only. If you take him out of the movie, it it goes down a couple notches. George Lopez featuring Miguel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shazam: The Fury of the Gods. I wanted this to be fantastic. It was just okay. It wasn't as bad as people. Yeah, it was. It was okay. And Gran Turismo, which I have said my piece on that. Uh huh. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Oh, that is fantastic. I I watched it and I can't... My kids had to tell me that I watched it because I forgot I already did. <laughs> Daddy, you watched it. I was that. like, let's watch this. We've never seen this before. Yeah, you've seen it. I'm like, I have. And so I start, I hit play. I'm like, oh, yeah, I did see this. Um, It is really good, honestly. It's probably the best animated film of the year. See, whenever I think about watching it, I just think of the stupid Kingpin from the first movie, and I just, I can't watch it. And the Kingpin's not even in this one. I know, but I just, that, do you know how much that bothered me? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, and then there is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I don't want to watch it because nope. after it, after the Crystal Skulls, I was just like, I'm, I'm, I think I'm done with Indiana yeah, Jones. It's under my Christmas tree right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Fan freaking fantastic. Oh, oh, it's so good. I did not know I was going to like that movie that much. I didn't either. That, I did. that one was just such a surprise. Yep. When's Jonathan getting here? <laughs> <laughs> the Marvels, which I don't oh. think we've all seen, but we all are very hesitant. Uh, I, each trailer has not inspired me. And then I watched the um, pitch meeting. And if if it is anything, I know they take things and like tease them or whatever. But I feel as though 
the Marvels is as bad as pitch meeting shows. All right. I kind of assume it's not going great. Feels like a Disney Plus release. Yep. The Killer, which you said you're, you have yeah. interest in watching that. Uh-huh. Silent Night. What's Silent Night again? Silent Night is, oh, shoot. I put I was the one that put this on this list. Um, it is a, uh, I want to say kind of like a revenge uh, Christmas movie. I can't remember. I put it on like early last week. I saw it. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. I it, John I, Woo directs it, which yeah. he's known for actions. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But for some reason, like my brain is currently not remembering. Cause I do remember watching the trailer. I'm like, I'm gonna watch that, but uh, I, I have no clue. Of my brain has received some damage. <laughs> okay, and then Extraction Two. The reason I put this on the uh, list and I put it on late is so. While I was on the plane, I also watched Extraction 1 and 2. I, I, I've i watched them back to back. And I have to say, I enjoyed them. Yeah. I enjoyed them both. And they are kind of nonstop action throughout the movies. Yeah. Um, Extraction 2. Extraction 1 story is better than 2. 2. It was, I don't know. I like, I don't know. It's good. I don't know if it's going to win this, but it's definitely, I'd say it's worth watching. It's yeah. just like a Fast and the Furious of action movies. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's enjoyable. All right. Does anybody want to say what they want to vote for first? If cause mm, I, Let's see. I, I'm torn between First two. off, I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw in my two cents. I'm going to throw in Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1, and Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, that's that's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm at Mission Possible, Gran Turismo, and Dungeons and Dragons. I'm at Gran Turismo, or not Gran Turismo, uh, Mission Impossible. All right, well, we in a way cast our votes there <laughs> if we all, all right. go the same one. So it sounds like... Bullet Train. <laughs> Bullet Train <laughs> for the win. <laughs> I was wondering when somebody was going to say that. <laughs> Mission Impossible wins it. All right. <laughs> Congratulations, Mission Impossible. It's impossible. Okay, sci-fi and fantasy. Um, these days, I feel like sci-fi and fantasy is more or less just like superhe- superheroes. <laughs> yeah, either that or action movies that are a little bit too um, unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Hunger Games, Meg 2, Godzilla Minus 1, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, Spider-Man Across the Universe, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Marvel, The Marvels, Blue Beetle, The Flash, Hunger Games, and Transformers. So all these people, all these. So we've discussed all of them except for Ant-Man and the Wasp and, and Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. and Godzilla Minus One. Yep. And I I threw Godzilla Minus One on because like it is such a phenomenon. Like it, it this movie was made for like, like $22 million. Hmm. And it is like just destroying the box office. Wow. And so I just wanted to throw that in. I haven't watched it. I look forward to watching it. I, it's one of those sadly, you know, it's subtitles, but you know what? With what we're seeing on Netflix. Yes. Like I I've no I've gone from super like, against them. Against them to like, man, some of the best movies have subtitles. And then also dubbing too. Like I uh-huh. was against dubbing when I was like, all right, I'm all in. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, the only problem I have with Godzilla movies is like, so I recently watched 
the other ones like Godzilla versus Kong. Oh yeah, and then um, Godzilla, like then they're yeah, Godzilla King of the Monsters or something like that. Yeah, and they're okay. They're fun. They're okay, but they're not great. I've I've wanted to see Skull Island, Godzilla versus Kong, and the Godzilla King of the Monsters. I but I have not done that. I've I think Skull him. Island is my favorite. Of those. Seen him too much. Oh yeah, <laughs> kids, kids, mm. the Guardian, boy. Guardians of the Galaxy three is not the typical Guardians, which kind of when you deviate, it you go in expecting one thing and you kind of get another, so you get a little disappointed. I mean, the, the biggest disappointment. There, I think there's two at least disappointments for me for Guardians three is. It's more of an emotional heartstrings uh, rockets origin story, which kind of is interesting, uh-huh. but slows down. And then you have the character of Adam Warlock, who is supposed to be super, super powerful. Yeah. And the best way to describe him is he's a mimbo. Yep, he is. It really is. Yeah, it's disappointing there. So honestly, this entire list, there is actually only one movie for me that sticks out as the top candidate for sci-fi fantasy, and that is Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, yep. I second that. 100%. I, I third that. And just quick, I like that you already have it on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was glad that when you brought that up, because I was like, what is it? What is it? What is it? And then as soon as you were like, before you said the words, I'm like, oh, it's Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> oh, I just, I look at all the other ones yeah. comparing them, and I'm like, this is sci-fi fantasy. Dungeons and Dragons has it all. It does. Mm-hmm. It has the formula. It's got comedy it's got the sci-fi it's got the fantasy it has everything Mm -hmm. and it was totally out of nowhere great well and i never thought i'd really truly like a movie with hugh grant in it and hugh grant is fantastic Uh (laughs) uh-huh and i never thought i'd like a movie with chris pine (laughs) (laughs) except for star trek but yeah i like it um so congratulations to dungeon dragons you got the sci-fi fantasy normie award Moving on to comedy now. Our nominees are the Super Mario Brothers, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Dungeons and Dragons, Among, Honor Among Thieves, Barbie, Haunted Mansion, Renfield, Cocaine Bear, No Hard Feelings, Murder Mystery 2, and Ghosted. I was so disappointed with Murder Mystery 2. It's it's not the best, but it's definitely not the worst. No, but I mean, Maybe it was because I went into the first one with no expectations. And then you were like, ooh. And then I'm like, this is actually really good. And then this one, it just was so odd. None of these really scream like comedy to me. I mean, mean, they're not like comedy like Anchorman or anything. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's nothing like, like what it was growing up. It was like, Nothing here really stands out as strictly just a comedy. Well, no. and I think that that's also a struggle with what we're doing currently in our culture is, you know, we can't make comedy the way it used to be because no. of, you know, offending. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like all of these are comedy, but they're safe comedy. Yeah. I mean, I've, okay. So I've watched Super Mario Brothers, uh-huh. uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Of course, we talked about it briefly. It's, it does lose a lot of its humor for comedy. Dungeon Dragons, pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Barbie, I attempted again uh-huh. on the movie on the airplane <laughs> to watch this, and I was like, no, no. Maybe it gets better, but I won't know for right now. <laughs> I'll wait to watch it with my my wife. Uh, Haunted Mansion, it looks good. Renfield, I did start it. I got interrupted and I never got back to it. Looks, it's so far really good. I enjoy it, but. 
as far as comedy, like, and is it going to be the greatest? Probably not. Cocaine Bear, the premise just seems loosely based off of a true story. <laughs> yeah, No Hard Feelings is is funny, enjoyable, but is not not that great. Yeah, Murder Mystery Two, about the same. I'd feel like No Hard Feelings and Murder Mystery, maybe No Hard Feelings, a little bit better. And then Ghosted, I want to see, even though it's like on everybody's list of being horrible. But mm-hmm. I don't trust critics for comedies. This is the normies. Of course we don't. Yeah. Exactly. Well, in fact, what was it? Um, the critics gave, uh, you know, the Rebel Moon, uh, they, they've they watched it and they just barely uh, came out with their stuff. And currently on Rotten Tomatoes, it sits at like, I think, 22% or whatever. And so then I saw that, I go, oh, so I'm going to like it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know who, I, who they're rating for, honestly. I I think I have my casted vote for comedy, but I so want to hear from someone else. First. I'm, I'm going to... It's not a... Con, I, I, I think there's one clear winner for this one. I'm just going to throw in a minor pitch, but I'm going to cast my vote for the other one. So my minor pitch is the Super Mario Brothers movie because that is, that was so fun. That was, and Jeremy's, I, I know disagrees with this. I can't remember if we've mentioned it or whatever, but I know he disagrees with it. I liked it more than the Rescue Rangers movie. It was Boo. so nostalgia for Boo. me. <laughs> it, and I just thoroughly enjoyed it. But... I mean, it didn't have Ugly Sonic, but so, I mean, that's the only thing. Like, if Ugly Sonic made an appearance in the Super Mario Bros. movie, that would have been hysterically funny. But uh, so I'm just going to make a pitch for that as a good comedy, but the better one is Dungeons and Dragons. And that's where I'm casting my vote. That is where I'm casting my vote. That is exactly where I landed. <laughs> I kind of figured. I was like, I don't know where Brett's going now. Is it this year's Bullet Train? <laughs> it, it, it seems like it. It's gonna get next. We're going to the best musical Bullet Train. <laughs> Bullet Train. <laughs> um, actually, so I need to take a step back here and once give give um, a nod back to our previous winners. So action was Bullet Train, fantasy Bullet Train, <laughs> comedy. We had a three way tie because we didn't agree. Chip and Dale, Thor four. And the unbearable weight of massive talent. That's a shame. It should have been Bullet Train. <laughs> <laughs> when I was listening to it, I was like, I'm surprised we didn't do Bullet Train. Bullet Train is so hysterically funny, too. I like the the one guy, because I've watched it since uh-huh. we did this, and I like the one guy who is obsessed with Thomas the Train. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now on to musicals. So the nominees are The Little Mermaid, Whitney Houston, I want to dance with someone or what is it? Somebody. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then did somebody put Wonka in here? I yeah. did. Is there a movie out? Yeah. It's, it's a, a, it just came out. Just came out. And is it a musical? It's, it's a, a musical. It's a prequel to uh, Willie, Charlie. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. That's yeah. funny because I'm like, I know that there is a movie coming out, but I didn't know it was already It stars out. the same dude that is in uh, Dune. So I, oh, I, Timothy Chalamet. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I've seen The Little Mermaid. Hugh Grant's an Oompa Loompa? Yeah. I've heard he steals the show also. (laughs) Uh, So I plan on seeing that movie next week. So I'm kind of of curious about it. I've heard really good things. But uh, that's going to be like our holiday movie this year. Hmm, I am intrigued. Color me intrigued. Let's Um, see. Man, The Little Mermaid, I thought it was boring. (laughs) Well, 
Well, what is it? I think, again, it also goes into... they. So they're remaking it. It's live action. I've never... I've. I've never been interested in a single one of Disney's live action remakes. Well, uh, it's it's almost a, a exact replica of the cartoon, and I have, there's nothing against the people that are playing the 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 parts. I have nothing wrong with their voices and their their music and everything. I just found it very boring, and it it was like two over two hours. Yeah, well, because the first Little Mermaid was like one hour, like forty or one hour fifty, and so I think this like th- this remake was two twenty two thirty. Yeah. So now, and that just imagine like I don't have your young age kids and stuff like that, but just the thought of taking them to a two hour thirty mo- movie, I think I'd be like you know going insane i mean my little girl really liked it i think my boy may have liked it i don't know my wife liked it but like i was just like it, it to me i prefer the cartoon like yeah and it gets over quicker <laughs> <laughs> i do like the cartoon better the one thing i will say the saving grace that i liked about it is it shed light on more information that i didn't have in the cartoon and that is why the importance of why they took her voice why um Oh yeah, she the, the witch took her voice, and that's because she has the siren song, and she could have made him fall in love by singing. Oh, that's cool. So, like, with that knowledge, I'm like, that explains it. And there was a couple other things they explained. I'm like, so that knowledge was nice, but the movie was long and is not not enjoyable. So I'm going to go with uh, like, yeah, it wasn't as good as the cartoon. My vote's going to be casting blindly for Wonka because I've heard good things and I, I again, yeah. If if Hugh Grant, from what I've heard, Hugh Grant steals the show, and if Hugh Grant is as good as an Oompa Loompa as he was in Dungeons and Dragons, sign me up for that. I'm going Wonka as well. So the funny thing is, so I, I mean, I have the trailer on mute right now and is going. This is the first time I've actually seen the trailer, which I'm so surprised I have not seen this trailer yet. Um, I have to say, I was watching it. I was like, oh, no, but it's a musical. And I'm like, oh, we're doing musicals. <laughs> so I completely <laughs> forgot. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I I would have, if if you didn't throw this wonk in there, and I, because I didn't obviously know about it, um, I would have voted Whitney Houston. Yep, that's what I would have voted for, too. But I think I'm going with Wonka. So Wonka wins it. Okay, mystery up next. So musical last year was one also is Spirited, which I want to see that again. I want to see that this year. Have you any of you seen that? You saw Spirited. I saw Spirited. Did you see it, Brett? Mm-hmm. Did you like it? It was okay. It was okay? I liked it. I thought I, it was a pretty good one. I enjoyed it. All right. So mystery for this year is uh, nominees are H- Hunting in Venice. Murder Mystery 2 and Knock at the Cabin. So, so A Haunting in Venice is the third story in the Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, that's what it is? Uh-huh. I didn't know there was a third story. Neither did I until I was like cruising something and um, was looking for things to nominate. And so that's what I put on there. I haven't watched it, but um, I'd be interested in you know, a pro, pro uh, murder mystery, especially because I liked Murder on the Nile. Murder on the Nile was fun. The movie or the book? Yeah, uh, the movie. Okay, because I haven't seen that one because, uh, yeah, I just... Well, Murder on the Orient Express makes me angry, so I can't watch it. <laughs> I do want to... I do like the main 
character in this. Uh, what is it? Kenneth, Kenneth Branagh plays what? Hercule Peror. Peror, yeah. Uh-huh. I, I did like his character in the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely want to give it a shot. The one thing that I am uh, a little hesitant is that maybe it's not. Oh, okay. I thought Angelina Jolie was in it for a second. I guess that girl just looks like her. Tina Fey's in it, huh? Hmm. That's interesting. We need a category of movies that make us angry. Yeah. (laughs) Murder on the Own Express, number one. The nominees are a lot. Just kidding. Um, But, okay, we've talked about Murder Mystery 2. Knock at the Cabin, I... I, I want to watch it, but I will not be Shyamalan. I will not. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was it? I, I, um, I watched the the M Nights. The the not the cat. Is it the Cabin in the Woods? What What's the one with uh, the hap- what's Drax and? Or, yeah, let's knock at the cabin. Oh, okay. I watched that. Did you like it? It was not as bad as I I. It was. It's not a great movie but it doesn't shamal on you oh that's good so but it sounds like so i'm gonna trust you with this and it sounds like it's i'm that my vote should go towards a haunting in venice <laughs> yeah i think so okay griddle <laughs> i'll just murder mystery two okay <laughs> two one split here <laughs> All right. And our mystery for last year was Knives Out 2. Which I still haven't seen. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next category is sports. Uh, Nominees are Creed 3, Gran Turismo, and Air. Okay. I'm just going to go with Gran Turismo. Yeah. I have a close second with Air, and that's based off of not seeing it, but... (laughs) Um, I'll go with air. I'll give okay. it a nod. A nod. Okay. And last year's winner of sports was Hustle, which fantastic movie. Fantastic. All right. Next category, animated. Super Mario movie. Uh, the Nami's are Super Mario movie. Sorry, Super Mario Brothers. I can't talk. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Elemental, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, and Wish. Okay. Well, at least for me personally, I have no interest in watching the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> the I just do not like the animation. Like it just bothers me. And then I can't get myself to watch. I keep on looking at Across the Spider-Verse and all I can think of is <laughs> the, kingpin. <laughs> the Kingpin. And I'm like, no. And <sighs> but again, to go back to something I brought up regarding comedy, the Super Mario Brothers movie I'd heard was good. I didn't realize it was that good, in my opinion. I thought that that was so enjoyable, so fun. And it just, it brought me back to simpler times, simpler video games. And it just, it was, it was a simple defeat the evil guy. Mm-hmm. And like, what was it? E- even Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong yeah, Jr. Was perfect. was perfect. I'm like, you know what? There's not that many movies that I think he actually deserves to be in. But that one actually fit. Mm-hmm. He really did. The one interesting fun fact about that movie, I watched um, 
this thing about the guy who's done Mario voice uh-huh. and like, first of all, how he got the job and all that stuff, but that's neither here nor there. And, but he has done the Mario voice ever since he got hired, except for one time, which is this movie, because obviously it goes to Chris Pratt mm-hmm. and, but he plays the voice and it's his, it's his last time that he's ever going to be like a voice uh, for Mario stuff. And he was the dad. And he actually says the last line in the movie at like the very end. And so it's like, oh, paying a little homage to him. I thought it was cool. That's yeah. cool. That is super cool. Um, I'm, I really like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, especially because I thought the story was going to go one way and it completely went a different way. And it was... A, I was like, knowing who these bad guys are, I was like, whoa, I did not expect to be turned that way. Um, Elemental, I've watched it too many times, and I the first time I watched it, it still wasn't that great. It was, I mean, it's fun for kids, and it's fun for an adult to watch one time with your kids, but after that, it's like, eh. Um, it's just another example of Pixar giving everything feelings. Toys have feelings. Feelings have feelings. Now, elements have feelings. So that's what Pixar is known for. If only we we could have uh, it starting off with uh, an element being murdered by another ele- like a, a, a element hunter. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think. Well, I'm gonna hold back. Brett, you're going with. Super I'm going Mario. with Super Mario. I want Crittle go first. Okay, so I I the Super Mario Brothers movie is the first animated film I saw of the year. Um. It was it was a surprise. It was good, and I'm I'm gonna say it right now. I think Peach's song should be the uh, best peaches, peaches, song peaches, of the peaches, year, peaches, peaches, <laughs> peaches, 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 peaches. and it'll win the Oscar. <laughs> Declaring it right now. Um, but it was a fun family movie. Great, you know, a lot of nostalgia to it. Um, really fun. I did like it more than the uh, live action Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> not that that was a high bar to to hurdle over. Um, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse to me was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. I you really really like want to like Miles Morales and his Spider-Man story. Um, I think it was a great continuation, and they bring more about Gwen Stacy in in her uh, Spider story, um, and then they, they just expand on that world and and they just delve deeper into it, and it leaves you on a really big cliffhanger that was really fun, and I it made. I mean, it made that two and a half hours or whatever it was. It doesn't it doesn't feel like it for me? It was really quick, mm-hmm. and I and it made me wanting more. Um, so really fantastic. I think that'll be the Oscar winner this year for the next Oscars. Elemental, I haven't seen. I I'm I'm a little burnt out with Pixar to be completely honest, and that's just because of my kids watching the the Pixar films over and over and mm-hmm. over again. I haven't seen Elemental though, but. I plan on watching it. I know it's on Disney Plus, um, but again, like I feel like Pixar is just—I'm—I'm I'm a little exhausted of them, um, so I'm—I'm I'm not in a rush to see it. I'll see it sometime. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mayhem was a total surprise. I—I I actually enjoyed it. Another Seth Rogen animated film. Um, oh yeah, I forgot he's in it. And he—which like, one is he? Bebop or Rocksteady? Yeah, I don't know. He's one of the two. Yeah, it might be Bebop. Um, but he, uh, but that movie, it, 
it, it, it's like one of the first times that the Ninja Turtles are actually teenagers. Yes. And they act like, but they're like Gen Z teenagers. Mm-hmm. They they very much act like that. And then just, I know it, it was a little little tough to get into the uh, the animation style um, because it's it's very it's like Paramount, mm-hmm. like almost like SpongeBob, like movie like. And um, so, I mean, it was a little, once you get adjusted, your eyes get adjusted to it. The story is really fun. And the guy that directed it did also uh, Mitchell versus the Machines a while ago. Oh, which, I love that movie. I thought it was great. That's one of the greatest kid movies in the last like five years or so. So, I mean, that was really great. You seen and that, it, Brett? I've never heard of it. You need to watch it. You Mitchell would love versus it. versus the Machines? On Netflix. On Netflix? It's okay. a Netflix original. You have to watch it. All yeah. right. Which I really enjoyed. Oh, I, I, I try and get it. my kids to watch that more. <laughs> yeah. it's It was a great fun you film to watch. You will love it. Um, so I mean that the same guy directed Ninja Turtles and so I really enjoyed the Ninja Turtles plus it like it did the movie doesn't end the way you think it's going to end uh-huh. and, and it just it, it it keeps you guessing and it makes you really like the Ninja Turtles um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more from this world of Ninja Turtles yeah um, and then Wish I have absolutely no interest in seeing Wish <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does not it has it, I, I've seen the trailer to it I will probably watch it eventually, but it is just—it's on the very, very far back burner. So for me, the best animated film of the year, I think, has to go to Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Oh shoot! I didn't—I didn't think this would be like one or like three-way tie. No, I haven't said anything yet. Oh, okay. So I'm just gonna side with one of you because, and I'm sorry, it's gonna be Super Mario Brothers. (laughs) Yeah. See, I. My, my, I, I remember you saying that you hadn't cast your vote, but my brain just was like, Jeremy's voting for um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So I know I need to rewatch it again because I actually missed the first part of it. I was in a meeting and I couldn't get out in time and I showed up late to the theater. So I missed the first part. So that's I can't gonna, really. That's going to be under my Christmas tree as well. But I will say this goes to show <laughs> our priorities in movies because I know me and Criddle have seen all these but wish. <laughs> <laughs> Under the animated, so oh, kids. All right, so that wraps that up. So let's do a best. Oh, and let's do animated last year. Um, animated last year was Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Mm. All right, best trailer 2024. Just quickly, um, nominees self reliance, Godzilla X Kong, New Empire, Inside Out 2, If Furiosa, Mad Max Saga, Dune 2, Kung Fu Panda 4. Ghostbusters, Frozen Empire. What what trailers getting you the most excited to watch? For me, I I'm really looking forward to Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Um, I it's been a long time since I think Ghostbusters went really big, and I'm not counting the the uh, the reboot of with the women. Yeah, like no, nothing against that film. If that's your cup of tea, great. I I watched it. I wasn't like overly you know. Loving I, I it. enjoyed it. I just didn't like the bad guy story whatsoever but, but i just i prefer the original cast and the original story continuing which i i'm yeah. excited for and it looks like it's going to go big and i'm I'm curious to see how it's going to unfold i'm looking forward to and it's purely because i want to see it, it the way it's uh supposedly described or whatever is Dune 2, I haven't watched the first Dune. I'm kind of waiting for the second one to drop because I've heard the sandworm in Dune 2 is supposed to be like 
fantastic. Can be the lead actor. Uh huh. <laughs> Ask him worm. Oh, another movie I think we forgot to add to the list um, is the next Planet of the Apes. Oh yeah. Which I mean, it I've lo- seen that one. It looks okay. I'm not. I'm because Andy Serkis isn't in it. I'm like, eh. I'll, I might watch it when it comes out, but meh. The one, and this is going to make this a three way. Um, Self Reliance. I put that on there. I'm pretty sure you guys haven't seen the trailer for no. that one. Um, do you know who Jake Johnson is? Mm-hmm. So he's in Spider Man. Oh yeah, he does. Uh, which Peter? Peter Parker. B. Parker. He's like the one, the he's, mentorish. He's the one. guy with the kid. Yeah, he's the kid. Anyway, <clears throat> he, if and if you haven't seen that, he's off of New Girl. He is Nick from New Girl. Um. Anyway, so this is a play off of like the world's greatest game or whatever it's called. Like the, that, that premise of hunting man. Mm-hmm. And um, so what it is, and you, I think you probably, if you watch the trailer, you'd be interested. So how it starts as Jake Johnson's walking across, walking along the street, a limousine pulls over window scrolls down. It's Andy Samberg. And he's like, Hey, he's like, I love you. You're a great actor. He's like, thank you. You want to hop in? He's like, sure. And so then it goes into, he's like interviewing him. He's like, and then it is so they're doing a like you're finding people to play in this dark web reality game of hunting man. The the caveat to it is like if you can last 30 days and you'll get a million dollars. Um, and the only way that people won't come in and try and kill you is if you're with somebody else. So you can't if you're alone, that's the only time they can attack you. So he's always trying to like be with people and not be alone so people don't have a chance to kill him. Anna Kendrick's in it, and they kind of team up to not be alone. Um, so it turns into a little bit of a comedy, rom-com there. But it just looks funny, and it has a great cast. <clears throat> so that's where I recommend. Hmm. Uh, all right. So and last year, we gave it to Guardians of the Galaxy and 3, Mario Brothers, and Shazam, because we split that way too. All right. And let's see, who was right on that one? <laughs> um, whoever chose Mario Brothers. That was Criddle. <laughs> <laughs> I chose Guardian of the Galaxy. You chose Shazam, Brett. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's funny. Next year, we'll see who is right. That's that's how we can do it every year. Who chose this? Who chose wisely? Who chose good? All right. And let's see. Anybody... Quick shout out to who do you think would be the best actor of the year? Um, I mean, just looking at our selection, I think it has to be Chris Pine for <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons, or is it Hugh Jackman for what for Dungeons and Dragons or not Hugh, Hugh Jackman? Jackman. Not, Hugh, not Hugh, Hugh Grant. Sorry, oh. wrong Hugh. <laughs> I'm like, uh, whoa, uh, did I miss a cameo? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Was there a Hugh Jackman in there? Uh, <laughs> um, I I have to give it to Chris Pine. I do. It's it's he. I can't imagine anybody else being him. Yeah. Like that character, <clears throat> he did such a good job of being that character and being that personality. I just I absolutely loved it. Yeah, I'm looking over all the winners here. And I'm not really seeing anybody else that 
That could be unless you think Tom Cruise. Gran Turismo, I do like um, Hopper quite a bit. I mean, he's the uh, supporting actor, so I guess he's just like Hugh Grant was the supporting actor. I guess because of that, if if Hopper was the main person, I would have chose Hopper, but I'm going with Chris Pine. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go with Chris Pine. Alrighty. Best actress. Who in here? I'm sorry, ladies. Um, <laughs> I would want to say the opposite of Chris Pine, which and Michelle Rodriguez. She's <laughs> she is good. She is good. Um, looking through other movies here. Is she too. a lead though? I mean, she is the lead actress in that movie. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Out, I'm just gonna throw out Margot Robbie for Barbie. Oh yeah, oh, mm. yeah, that's a good good shout out. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure she does the movie well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I it made a billion dollars. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. It's the highest grossing movie of the year. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the most deserving in my book, mm-hmm. Margot Robbie. Okay, I agree. All right, worst movie of the year. Oh, let's nods to the best actress and actor. We had Brad Pitt from Bullet Train last year <laughs> and Michelle Yeoh from Everything Everywhere All at Once, which I still need to see. I started watching it. I got distracted. I <laughs> All right, worst movie for 2023. Asteroid City, Wes Anderson. Expandables. Expendables, not Expandables. That'd be interesting. Different movie. Four, Winnie the Pooh. Uh, I didn't write down the blood, <laughs> blood and honey. Yeah, blood and honey. <laughs> I, I will tell you, I'm not voting for that as the worst movie of the year. I mean, I think that there's going to be some really great bad comedy from that go- comedy <clears throat> from that yep. movie. So I, Meg two, Meg was two was Meg, I enjoyed Meg one. Meg two just looked like ridiculous. I think I think we all kind of Asteroid City <laughs> know that Wes Anderson is not. Our cup of tea. A cup of tea. So too artsy. Yeah, way too artsy fartsy. Alrighty. Let us now nod to last year's loser, which was Pinocchio. All right. Well, that wraps up the not the, the winners for the normies for 2023. I feel good about it. <clears throat> Hopefully you guys feel good about it, even though we haven't seen all the ones that we've won, obviously. We have seen except for Haunting in Venice and Wonka. Yeah, those are the two that nobody's seen from from that list. Well, I, we haven't seen worst movie because who wants to watch a Wes Anderson? I mean, I, I feel uh, like I could sleep at night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the only Wes Anderson I'll throw a bone to is the Fantastic Mr. Fox because it's weird <laughs> and not bad. <laughs> well, anything you want to say about our, our winners here? Um, Congratulations. I mean, I think we said it last year, but we'll say it again. I guess, you know, next year for 2024, I guess we'll need to maybe watch a little bit more, but uh, (laughs) it all comes to time. And I will say in our defense, I feel as though that we, even had we watched all of them, I think we would still come to the same conclusion. Yeah. And in our defense also, make movies less long. You don't need to make them shorter. Just less long like you know what i mean like the typical standard movies look at the two hour mark yep and just go under yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and bullet train <laughs> and here you go bullet train all right all right well 
Congratulations, winners.